the internet, and welcome to season 156, episode one of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox Ooh. News, fuck Ooh. Rush Limbaugh, fuck Ben Ooh. Shapiro, fuck Tucker Carlson, fuck JK <laughs> Rowling, and fuck Fondant. Okay. Uh, yeah. Eat I still, it, Fonda. I, uh, you jerk. I'd still uh, eat it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's just like your opinion, man. Uh, just, I guess. <laughs> hey, it's Monday, October 19th, 2020. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Now there you go again. You sent tweets that are so dumb. Just put the goddamn cell phone down. It's super frightening, you just tweet shit without thinking. Determined to put us all down in the ground. Cause you're sad and pissed that suburban moms are mad. That's that's where it ends, guys, unfortunately. Okay. I know you could have listened to it all day, uh, but that's, that's where we're going to cut it off. That is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi Slane. Uh, spooky Halloween name, and I'm thrilled to be joined by today's special guest co-host, the very first face on Mount Zeitmore. She is the hilarious, the talented Lil Zam, Jamie Lofton! Okay, so for my AKA today, it's almost Halloween, and so I got really excited because I have twerking mummy, so my AKA is just Hell yeah. twerking mummy. Here he goes, what? here he goes. Get ready. Oh my god. DZS <laughs> <laughs> is finest. He's shaking his little ass. He's got his sunglasses on. I love Look at that booty. This is the greatest novelty item that's ever been created. Um, okay, he's almost done. He's almost done. Alright. Is that a song? I have no idea. I think like, it's did like, they create their own song because they didn't want to get the rights? It was like I part like tequila. It sounds part, like yeah. yeah, it sounds like several songs, but I think that CBS doesn't have the 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 money to have bam, to pay bam, for the bam, rights. Bam, 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 Fireball. I, Is it because he's so uh, hot? He's so hot. He's a little fireball. Got it. I love him. Okay. I love him. So much fun. I love that that is still within arm's reach. Ooh, wait. Uh, DJ Daniel says it's a Pitbull song. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Could dude. be. Could be. I believe it. <laughs> Pitbull's the greatest. I have <laughs> almost no awareness of Pitbull other than when he's in those mobile provider ads every once in a while. Uh, and when he's making mummies twerk. When uh, he's making mummies twerk. Jamie, uh, what have you been up to? We no longer ask how are you on this show. That's healthy. Uh, yeah, I've I've been up to a, a bunch of stuff. Been working on a new pod, a spicy Ooh. new little pod that comes out next month. I've heard and tell of this. It's yeah, it's almost as if you may or may not be directly involved. Yeah, but yeah, I've been working on that, and then I've just been doing doing uh, what I can. Yeah. A little, made a little Vulgar's Guide, been making some cartoons, just been doing cartoon stuff. One of my favorite cartoonists. Uh, yeah. Just oh, and my, thank you. Uh, and, and my Babu Frick comes tomorrow, so. 
By the time that? you hear this, I will have my Babu Frick toy delivered at my home. That is, that those is, syllables are a star, those sound like Star Wars syllables. They're Star Wars syllables. It's a Star Wars character. Uh, he's in three <laughs> seconds of the movie. Hell yeah. And he makes the stars warm. That's what That's he does. Right. That's his job. Star Worms. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant, the talented Sapphire Sandalo. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. You have the coolest studio of anyone we've ever talked to. Oh my really? goodness, thank you so much. I spent a lot of money scene on it. So. It is <laughs> dope. Where are you coming to us from? I live in Echo Park. Hell yeah. East Side oh, okay. of LA. You're, is Local. that a chair behind you? That, do you have like a really high back chair? Is that... Oh no, oh, this is foam. Yeah. Oh, oh dope. I thought that was like a. I was a like, what throne. was it? Oh, a that was gamer so chair. Tight. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> is that what kind of gamer chair you work <laughs> with there, Sapphire? <laughs> I know gamer chairs are real, but every time someone says it out loud, I'm like, that's fake. That can't, yeah. please, that can't be real. <laughs> My husband has one. He hates it. He was a gamer. <laughs> yeah, it was gifted to him. So. Got it. Is he a gamer? It. I mean, he plays games. I don't like who, I think, what makes someone a gamer as opposed to just like a person who plays games. That's a good question. There has to be some, I guess it would just be like when you're willing to buy the chair for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitive. But a gift, that's a gray area. Right. That's true. Unless you're such a gamer that people are like, look, he's not going to buy it for himself. We got <laughs> to do him like this, this favor. Anymore, man. It's, <laughs> you're, 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 I, I hate to see you gaming like this, my man. <laughs> Your back is all hunched over because you're not gaming in the proper chair, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what gamer chairs do. Do they make your posture better? Probably not. That's... I mean, they're supposed to be make it more comfortable for you to game for long periods of time. But right. I mean, you shouldn't be doing that anyway so <laughs> right hey says you says you <laughs> what do i know uh, <laughs> all right sapphire we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things that we're talking about today we're gonna talk about amy coney barrett we're gonna talk about mm -hmm. california's ballot boxes we're gonna talk about how that deep state investigation is going uh and also the hunter biden new york post story that is a thing kind of, and also that is being removed from the internet by Facebook and Twitter. We will yeah. talk about reports from behind the scenes at the Trump campaign, that things are bleak. I will uh, forward my opinion or my theory about how Donald Trump might win anyways. We'll do oh. a quick dive through the top 50 <laughs> Halloween costumes, all of that, Ooh. plenty more, but first... Sapphire, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Ha. Um, so most of the things that I Google tend to be health related. I have major like health anxiety where I feel a twinge and I'm like, oh, am I dying? Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> I guess one of the most recent ones I did was what happens if I accidentally scratch my tattoo in my sleep? Because you can't see it if you're listening to this, but I recently got this. Oh, dope. along my arm. Long. That's amazing. Thank you. So um, this is actually called batok. It's a traditional hand-tapped Filipino tattoo. Um, and there's only maybe less than 10 people in the world that do this ritual and ceremony. 
Oh, um, wow. And so it's a 4,000-year-old tradition. Uh, it's a way to physically connect you with your ancestors who came before you because they wore similar marks. Oh, that's so um, dope. Yeah. And so basically when uh, Western culture appropriated tattooing, they sort of removed all of the spiritual and cultural significance of a tattoo. You know, um, I don't know if you either of you have any, but, you know, the, the um, significance of the image comes from you, right? You tell a person, put this on me and this means this to me. It's mm-hmm. the opposite with Batuk, where he chooses what to put on me. He basically meditates and speaks with my ancestors um, gets to know me, figures out what would be appropriate for me, and then places it on me. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love it so much. I, can't stop I didn't it. know that. <laughs> Did you have to travel to find to find the person to do it? Um, so I actually met him because I interviewed him for my podcast. Um oh, nice. he yeah, and he lives in Las Vegas. So me and oh, two of my cousins oh, okay. drove there. Yeah, not too far. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a trek. <laughs> nice. That's so. I wish that that were uh, more commonly known. I wish I had known that before I got. Ta- I feel like I've let tattoo artists improvise on me. What? Sort wow. of against That's my brave. will, but it's because I'm not very assertive. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it looks good. I like it. And then I have like a worm tattoo on my arm, which wasn't supposed to. <laughs> that was like dealer's that choice. Way. That was just like, hey. No, I- I like drew I I don't know I should have been communicating clearer there was fault on both sides but I but I definitely at the end I feel like I don't know I I feel like he should have told me I don't think this looks like what you think it looks like (laughs) because at the end he was like this is a worm right and I was like oh no and he's like that'll be a hundred dollars you know it was you were outlining (laughs) a scar right and I was not letting go scar, and we talked about it, and I could see hesitation in his face. But I think he didn't want to hurt my feelings. And then at the end, he was like, "I really hey, by hope the this way, is a worm." And I was is, like, "Oh my god!" I hope you like having a worm on you. Um, yeah, he's like, "Hope this works for you." Sa- Sapphire, like, how different could the tattoo have been? Like, have you seen other examples of this ritual that like look completely different and are like a big eagle on someone's back or something? Mm, So there's a specific set of traditional motifs that are reused. Um, So like this is unique to me, but there's certain symbols inside of it that um, are used within people of my like ethnic background. So um, the Philippines, you know, before it was the Philippines, like one country, it was just thousands of separate islands. Um, They all had their own different language, different cultures um and so one of the things he asks you before is what is your specific ethnic background because that will determine which symbols he puts on so mine is um a Cebuan. my uh my father's from cebu so mm. mine is like specific to cebuano symbolism oh, dope. yeah that's amazing just describing it to the listeners who can't see it it's I know. kind of Sorry, like a guys. long <laughs> runway going down the arm that has very it's, how long does it take well, the actual tattooing took three and a half hours, but the like including the ritual, getting to know you, um, took maybe like nine nine hours. Wow, wow. that's amazing! That's like a whole uh, making a day of it. I yeah. wish the worm. I wish the worm guy had done that. <laughs> and is the getting to know you thing just like name games stuff like that? Like just asking you what your favorite food is. Um. 
Well, getting to know, like, what do you do for a living? What are your values? Um, Stuff like that. And since, like, I'm very much in the spooky community, I'm like a paranormal person, Mm -hmm. Um, he wanted to incorporate that in my tattoo. So this is actually technically a curse. Oh, wow. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Like, it's protection for me, but a curse to anyone who wants to fuck with me. Wow. That's, That's so incredible. dope. So don't fuck with me. I, <laughs> I was planning to, so and now I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> out on the whole fucking with you thing. Um, You'll be fucked. And then you, <laughs> you were saying that you were searching what would happen if you scratched it. Are you? Yeah. Is it itchy? Yes, it is currently in the itchy phase <laughs> of uh, tattoos, and it. um, so I actually I was doing really well about it. Like it wasn't like super itchy, but there was one morning like a couple mornings ago where I woke up and you know how you're just like in this half awake, half sleep phase. I yeah, just, I spend most of my unconscious- day like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I just unconsciously scratched my arm and it woke me up. I'm like, Oh my God. And I looked at oh, it. It was and so painful. Started- <laughs> I recommend yeah, so I putting one of those dog collar, those dog collars around that they do when dogs get stitches. Just put that around your arm. <laughs> yes. My wife uses that on me all the time and it's very, very useful. Um, (laughs) what is uh what is something you think is underrated i would definitely have to say adult animation animation that is made for an adult audience um i yeah like i'm an animator and it i went to animation school worked as an animator for a while um and it just really uh makes me cringe when people either refer to all animation as cartoons or they call animation a genre because it's not <laughs> animation right. is a medium in which you can tell a lot of different types of stories and for just some reason like in this country specifically uh the wide majority of people don't view it as a medium like you know japanese animation plenty of stuff for adults they understand that like yes you can have adult animation um, there's a lot of french animated movies too and it's just i don't know it it's making it really hard for just because I'm trying to like sell an adult animated horror show. Um, it's really hard to find people who are going to want to buy it because they're like, well, we only want to do something that's like spooky and animated if it's for kids. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't think that there's a market for it, but there absolutely 100 percent is a market for animation that is for an adult audience. Agree. Yeah, it's really I mean, it, it's, it is really bizarre to me that it. it adult animation i feel like it also has like such a con even that is kind of a limiting thing because it's like okay tv you don't call live action tv tv for adults like there's different (laughs) subgenres inside of adult tv so like okay it's adult animation like there's a lot of different kinds of adults there it's so Mm -hmm. it's frustrating and then to feel like if you if you like adult animation, you work in adult animation, it's a very specific type of humor that you're kind of relegated to. And if you try to tiptoe outside of that, they're like, wait, that's not adult animation. I feel like it implies a certain sense of humor, which doesn't even really make sense. (sighs) Yeah, it's weird. Like there's definitely, you know, TV shows that are aimed aimed at adults that have been uh, animated, but there's not really like movies that have been aimed at adults that were like big hits that uh, are animated, right? Like there's Roger Rabbit and like Cool World and like those those are specifically 
ones where they had to like, but Brad Pitt's in it too. So like you can see people. So it's okay that it's for adults, guys. Um, There's not a t- they're, they do exist, but they're not like wide release, like right. ad- adult movies, I call them. Uh, right. They're not like other adult movies. Right. Adult films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing. Like there, there've been a couple times where when I was working in animation and people ask, oh, what do you do? Like, oh, I work or I make adult animation. And immediately their mind goes to, right. you make animated porn? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> right. It's just animation right. that adults Perfect. watch. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so weird. I, I just wonder how much of that is just incidentally Walt Disney being like the first person in American, like American yeah. animation, because like there's literally nothing that would suggest that that should be a thing for kids necessarily. Like and mm-hmm. even <laughs> like South Park uh, is one of my favorite animated movies, and that's obviously for adults. But it they have to have like the stars be kids because like there's just something about the American mind that like can't get past the idea that oh pictures that's for that's for kids that can't be that can't <laughs> yes. be big, big people right like picture books like yeah. oh that's for kids like why can't like hello graphic novels like yeah yeah, yeah. It, it opens up every genre to do like. Yeah, it's, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, well, like I said, I live in LA. Um, I feel like the hustle <laughs> is overrated. And what I mean by that is just this idea that we have to overwork ourselves, make lots of sacrifices to try to reach some sort of version of success that we think is what we want. <laughs> and I'm totally guilty of this too. Um but I I don't know. I just think you know that we're all kind of obsessed with like turning everything that we do into some sort of um in for like form of income or I don't know. Like if you're not like at a certain level of whatever, you aren't quote unquote successful. Especially I mean now more than ever, dare I say. <laughs> you, just, dare, you dare. You dare. dare I say. No, but it, it does feel like, and especially here, it, it feels very kind of silly and almost jarring to see people that are like, I'm back on my hustle. You're like, but why? Like, why? <laughs> right. Look around. Right. Like, yeah. there's, and it's also just nice to see people like have, you know, if if they're lucky, have a little bit of bandwidth to just do things that bring them joy and not worry like, well, how can I monetize my only source of joy? Like that's such a whatever depressing prospect. Yeah. Drains it of joy pretty quickly a lot of the mm-hmm. time. I just heard somebody say, don't just do something, sit there as like a mantra. And it has me in like more of a Zen mode than I usually am. And like mm-hmm. when I am like more just willing to sit quietly with myself, it's it's really striking how much of the things that I do, like whether it's my phone, my job, like just, you know, whatever it is, is just to like escape my own thoughts. Like I'm just trying mm-hmm. to trying to distract from, you know, the <laughs> the knowledge that we all die (laughs) (laughs) you know fun stuff like that but yeah 
That's what podcasts are good for. Uh, so forget Stave I said that, death. listener. <laughs> forget <laughs> I reminded you of your own mortality. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, what is a myth, Sapphire? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Oh, man. So this might make people go, okay, I'm going to stop listening. <laughs> but yes. I wanted to ask both of you first. Um, do you Do either of you believe in ghosts? Yes. Uh, it's complicated. I I definitely I'm like agnostic on ghosts. I'm old ag- school Facebook. It's complicated, but Jack O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> I'm agnostic in that, like I don't fully believe one way or the other, but I believe there's stuff out there that we don't understand for sure. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. So, um, one of the myths that I think or no <laughs> is not true is that. The paranormal, the supernatural, and magic is not real in this world because it is. Um, but the problem is that people's definition of what is paranormal, what is supernatural, what is magic is just wrong. And it's shaped by our entertainment, you know, what we see in movies. I think the word ghosts is very loaded. Um, usually people jump to, you know, seeing a white figure in a white dress, like in the middle of the night, like, oh, I've never seen that. So ghosts don't exist. Well, that's not what a ghost is. What so what what would an expanded definition of like paranormal be that you think we could sure. we should um, be rocking with? Like the basic basic definition of the supernatural is just something that we do not know how to explain and our intuition is a really big example of that. Like intuition is something that we all have, that sort of gut feeling, that voice that sort of just pops up every now and then. Everybody has this, but we don't truly know where it comes from or how it enters our bodies, right? It just like happens. Um, And for indigenous Filipinos, the belief is that that voice is actually the cumulative voice of the spirits of all our ancestors. Mm. So in that way, when we are having intuitive thoughts, we are speaking to ghosts. Wow. Wow. That's That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I like to think of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I just anything but the like materialist atheist like perspective that it's like we're just meat bags and then we're in the dirt and then you know uh, <laughs> that's my impression of atheist. Jack, uh, <laughs> Jack, that's what you you just you just did a big Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> we're just meat bags. We're just meat bags and we're in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's super dope. I like That's so cool. that notion of ancestors still being with us. Well, that was very cool. Uh, and now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And this being Monday, is the Amy Coney Barrett thing like over or... My understanding is that it was three days, three fits in and out. And I, right. Is that? Yeah. Like, wasn't there a thing where like Kavanaugh did the same thing? Like he had three days, but then we found out that he was a serial sexual abuser. And so then like, and then they were like, we got to get back in there. I don't really, I don't really know. It's going over time. (laughs) As, as I was watching, honestly, half watching, the Amy Coney Barrett like sessions, I guess I was like, Oh, I guess I have never really paid close attention to like a 
fairly uneventful Supreme Court uh, because I just was like the only one I'd really ever paid attention to was like the high drama, high trauma of the Kavanaugh hearing. So I'm like, maybe this is how it goes. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. The, the thing that it made me realize just watching it is like how full of shit the whole Supreme court thing is like the, because by the time an argument gets to the, or a law gets to the Supreme Court, there are going to be multiple interpretations that you could conceivably be like sided with. Like they're equally valid. And every time a case comes before them, it has two arguments that are going to be equally persuasive and correct. And you just choose the one you want to go with based on your pre-existing politics and the fact that like she kept getting out of it and that there's even this like pretense that she that that any supreme court justice like has no pre-existing beliefs and is just like this right uh, lawyer philosopher priest that is just like i will then like descend upon the bench and give the one true answer is just so full of shit and it seems almost outdated that we still like even give lip service to it yeah i mean she was very uh but i mean i I guess what supreme court justices are allegedly supposed to be doing but it's so (laughs) clearly untrue like uh, for every justice of like well i'm gonna read the constitution and whatever the constitution says to do uh, that's what I'll do. And what I think the constitution, I'll whisper to the constitution and what it whispers back, that's what I'm going to vote on. Yeah. And like, I only listen to the constitution, which is like, what, whatever, putting aside all the issues with the constitution is also like, not true. The constitution is misinterpreted for like partisan reasons every day, all the time. Yeah. There's, uh, I did. I, I found it. My least favorite part was when, Ted Cruz was getting all flirty. Oh my that, god! I hated extra. He was yeah. like, "So, what are your hobbies?" I was like, "What is this?" I mean, she's like, <laughs> she was like, "Play the piano." They were actually. on the fucking bumble date. Yeah, they were just like, <laughs> "I play the piano." He's like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> so you're married? You got kids? Like, we can work around that. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> sick man, a sick man. Like there's not some new piece of evidence or like a new footnote in the constitution she's going to notice and be like, well, I'll be damned. A woman does have a right to choose what to do with her body. Like that's just not going to, I don't know. The whole thing just seems like a farce to me. Hot take. This politics stuff is a farce. It's a real circus. Yeah, no, I'm going to say it, Jamie. It's someone put a 10 on this circus. Someone. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I don't know. I I was honestly in and out on it because I'm engaging with the news at this point where I'm like, if I truly can do absolutely nothing and my opinion will not alter what is happening in front of me, I've just been engaging with it slightly less. Yeah. Because then you're just like, well, this is depressing. I'm just like watching someone who, uh, if things work out, we'll just definitely try to take reproductive rights from people. We'll definitely try to take health care from people. And then and then what? I'm supposed to just like drop everything on a Tuesday morning and watch 
No, thank right. you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk California's ballot box saga. So the California Republicans uh, have been putting ballot drop boxes around the state uh, that and there are more than were first reported that they're like fake. <laughs> they're like traps where you like put your ballot and then it's like psych. You didn't just vote. <laughs> yeah. Trump has like approved that. And also he has not approved aid for California during the wildfires because, yeah, th this is just like a great argument for ending the electoral college like that. He can just be like, well, they're never going to vote for me anyway. So they get no yes. aid. And yes, like rat fuck everybody's like the entire population. Uh, I don't care. There's nothing like he's just totally unaccountable when it comes to California because he doesn't, he knows he's never going to get California's votes. Yeah. And every state is having their own version of this nightmare, depending on like which direction the white house has, you know, in terms of like, do we want votes from this state or are these votes garbage to us? Um, because they're not going to generally vote for them. It's so, it's so bizarre and frustrating to not only have like, the whatever like be like oh well, here's like here are all these voting guides and here are like helpful things that you can do here are resources but then on top of that to be like oh also here are like joke boxes these are like where you <laughs> like don't go here it says vote but actually don't and like here here are boxes that are real here are boxes that are fake like it's just designed to make people skeptical and confused and exhausted and give up yeah. um yeah yeah that seems right that I mean, they say that uh, negative political ads are actually bad because they like make people less likely to vote and less, uh, you know, enthusiastic about politics in general. And it seems like just generally that's what this whole thing is about is just like trying to get voter participation down as much as possible. And it seems like it's not working. Like the early numbers are really strong. People are are voting, which is encouraging. This is great. Yeah, there's like over a million in California already and over a million in a bunch of states. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, like the numbers, every time you like check in with comparisons between like how many people have voted at this point in 2016, it's like 28 times more people have voted, um, which is pretty encouraging. Um, that's the best i also felt way better when i realized that if you just did like because i have i've been so paranoid that it's like my ballot box is near my local library but i'm like but what if they switch it out and then right. i put my ballot into the wrong box but i guess they email you once it's been received and then you're like okay so you'll if you don't get an email in the next whatever a couple of days after you drop the ballot then you know you got hoodwinked right right but then are you able to vote again like i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. you would just know that your vote didn't count and then you couldn't do anything about it <laughs> i get like a moment of anytime i put a letter in like a usps mailbox like i have a moment of panic like after i drop it where i'm like ah did i do that right like did i put everything on there were the stamps right? Like, was that the right thing? So, like, I can only imagine how this is going to feel. 
Also, I constantly just write addresses wrong and put the stamps like on my sleeve instead of on the letter. It's very confusing to me. Yeah, walking in with stamps on your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk briefly uh, about Hunter Biden's been trending, uh, was trending at the end of last week, still trending, I'm assuming, uh, even though we're recording this at the end of last week. But I, I think it's worth giving some context on like where this came from. So Bill Barr was basically deployed by Trump to dig up any and all bullshit that would somehow make the Mueller report look like uh, it was actually... A positive thing and that in fact biden and obama and hillary were like doing crimes to to trump basically seems to be what he was looking for but it's basically any negative investigation that looked into the trump administration he wanted to like undo yeah he was just reading his own press reading his own uh paranoid political blogs and uh none of the shit ended up coming true like it was all bullshit <laughs> The guy who Bill Barr hired, uh, U.S. Attorney John Bash, spent, I think, months looking into uh, Obama-era officials trying to figure out if what they did to justify you know, their investigations into Michael Flynn, etc., mm -hmm. was justified and ultimately found out, like... They didn't have enough to charge anyone. There was really no wrongdoing there. Bash fucking resigned after doing his investigation. He was just like, yeah, that's uh, you're going to be mad at me, I think. So now that that desperate attempt to like dig up dirt on the Biden, uh, Obama, Hillary grouping uh, failed, they're now going with hacking Hunter Biden's computer which is what they did. It's just a bunch of, you know, pictures and like what you would expect from Hunter Biden's computer. It's like, you know, evidence that he smoked crack, uh, that he was, you know, he's a fucking mess. He's a, and, and also like yes. completely open about it. There's like all these heartbreaking like interactions between Hunter Biden and like his daughter, where she's like, Dad, could you put $150 in my account? Like, I need I need it to get home from the airport. And he's like, okay, but just know, like, your dad gave away all his money. Like, I'm a fuck up, okay? So, like, don't... No! Don't, uh, like, basically... On top of that, just giving the most... Serving the most dad texts of all time. But <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do the bare minimum for you. But know that it's killing me. <laughs> You're like, okay, thanks, <laughs> <Right>. Dad. <laughs> yeah. It's just and then a lot of weird pictures of him like flexing in the mirror and stuff. But it's Please. just he's a flawed person who who's his dad like knows he's flawed. Like I don't I don't think it's like damaging in any real way to Joe Biden's campaign. So then that brought about this like Facebook and Twitter suppression of that story because they're saying it was because it was hacked. But that seems kind of specious. And uh, also, it's just like a really bad precedent for Twitter and Facebook to be deciding like what stories get shared on their platform. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like it, it comes from the whole Russiagate thing, and like 
the accusations that it was like Facebook's fault because they were willing to let all these fake stories circulate, which is true. But at the same time, like Facebook deciding that a story is fake, like you can really see that going in some dark directions in the very, very near future. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, the, the stuff with Facebook and Twitter is so fraught, like going yeah. past America where it seems like, t- <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know. It's impossible to give anyone any credit. Cause it always feels like, like, why is this a discussion that is all of a sudden coming up for you th- less than three weeks before a major election? Like this, people have been talking to Facebook and Twitter about this forever. They never do the right thing. And then at the last second, they're like, we're really trying you guys. We're really doing our best here. When it's like, there's already so much blood on the hands of platforms like that already, that it's just like, I don't know. I'm just like, there, there's no way they're going to, you know, do the right thing. It's great. If they're like, Oh, actually we're going to do you a huge favor and like filter out (laughs) some like, false like hate speech that is being spread on our platform but i don't know i'm like are we really at a point that we have to be like thank you thanks dad thanks for yeah. like i don't know I, it's yeah all very bleak yeah it's just confusing it's tough because on the other hand there have been like these stories that went out of control there were like panics in towns overseas where like people died and in those cases, like, yeah, you do think you it does make you think like Facebook should have been on top of that and not allowed for the like lightning fast like transmission of like myths and, you know, material that would cause people to kill each other. But it, mm-hmm. it's just like a very a line that like it's not as clear cut as I think a lot of people think it is. Yeah. Well, speaking of bleak, Ooh. hey, hey, hey. Uh, transition. Let's talk about uh, there. There are a lot of reports that things are kind of bleak behind the scenes at the Trump campaign. I don't know if there were stories like this during the 2016 stretch run. I think there probably were around the time of the like Access Hollywood uh, tape when everyone was like he's toast Lin-Manuel Miranda went on SNL and was like you're never gonna be president now um so not uh got him. not the best got him in your face got Trump him. every uh, time I see an SNL sketch I'm like that's gonna be the one <laughs> <laughs> he's toast oh man can we There's talk about Cheeto the in the White House Jack <laughs> can we talk about the SNL teeth thing real quick do we oh yeah, yes. back then it got I, the teeth. I think that's yeah, my update. Yeah. I think because there, I did watch the season premiere of SNL because I was I was curious and I was curious to see if anyone got the teeth over the summer. The right. teeth being, uh, Lauren Michaels famously makes like legacy SNL cast members get entirely new sets of teeth because he's obsessed with teeth. Who knows why? Mm-hmm. Um, We've seen it happen over the years. Pete Davidson, I think, was the last person to get the teeth really egregiously, where you're like, that's a new mouth. I don't right. know that mouth. Yeah. Uh, he got the teeth a while ago. And then this season, I'm pretty sure, and all you like eagle eyed Zeitgang viewers, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure 
Mr. Beck Bennett got a new mouth over the summer and he came back and you know, he's got 5 million teeth at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not so just many entirely teeth. new teeth. It's also like additional teeth. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's too many teeth. It's, then they're all the same length and they're all made of the finest porcelain. And <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think Beck Bennett got the teeth. I don't know if anyone else got the teeth. And I, and it makes me wonder in regards to the teeth, is it like, hey, if you want new teeth, we'll get it. Or is it like, you need to get the teeth? I right. wonder if it's like, we're just going to see if it, we're saying, hey, the teeth are available if you want them. And then only one or two people say, I'll take the teeth. I don't it, know. It seems like There's, cast members of that show are like in a perpetual state of being like, I'm, I'm going to get kicked off. I'm going to get fired. So like, I then, feel like it would be enough oh, for no. <laughs> Lauren to just like push a like business card across the table to you that was like his teeth guy, and that would be mm-hmm. enough. You'd be like, hey, yeah, I'll get, I'll get the teeth, sure, Lauren. Um, and also, like, it's such a weird power dynamic that I bet like him suggesting you get the teeth would be seen as like you've made it, kid. Right, you got the teeth. Wait, <laughs> yeah, is three more seasons? That, <laughs> is this something you've just noticed about SNL, or is this something that people know about? It's both an observation and a rumor. I've never heard anyone directly involved with SNL be like, yes, the teeth is a thing. Help us save us from right. the teeth. But, Got but it. There's, a, there's enough peripheral whispers about the teeth and uh, Lauren Michaels having maybe a certain fixation on how your teeth look on screen. The first thing he asks you when you get the show is, "How do you feel about wigs?" Uh, allegedly, <laughs> and and like <laughs> like that is. Ha- has there ever been anyone who is like not good with wigs, and therefore <laughs> like their career is just torpedoed? Um, but like he also will compliment somebody or like say behind the scenes when evaluating talent, they've got a great head for wigs so that's like the first step you have to like get past and then once you've got a good head for wigs and you're on the show you're being evaluated as to whether you have teeth material if you're teeth material (laughs) what if you go to auditions and he's like show me your mouth yeah (laughs) like he like lifts up your gums like you're a racehorse like just checking (laughs) what's going on in that mouth of yours i don't know what he sounds like i'm realizing yeah no, that's that's dead on. <laughs> Apparently, like Doctor Evil, which it sounds like exactly what you're doing. I mean, that's a, that's a dead on Doctor Evil. Anyways, I don't know how we got on teeth, other than to say, uh, so behind the scenes, Trump's campaign manager is apparently very bleak, like pessimistic. Knows they have no shot, um, and the people who are or Claims to think they have no shot. I still think they have a shot because they're willing to openly cheat and uh, rat fuck the counting of ballots. So uh, that that's how that's my big theory on how he's going to win. We don't even need a whole segment of it. It's just he will claim that ballots are invalid or that it's voter fraud and they will, you know, Fox News will go with him and then there will be a whole chunk of the country who believes that's true but anyways internally like his internal team uh he's out of money so they're like spending 
like small amounts of money uh, in all the states and other campaign people like behind the scenes are like, wait, we should be like picking a, a path to 270 votes and like pursuing that. But apparently uh, Stepien, his uh, his campaign manager, is scared of like him of getting yelled at because like Trump's such a like rage monster that like so Stepien's dilemma, as described by several advisors, is that Trump would inevitably <laughs> blow up at him if he were to read newspaper stories that he was going off the air in a Rust Belt battleground. So rather than like giving up on states where he's like clearly not going to win and like spending mm-hmm. money in states that like they think they have a shot at that would give them a path to, you know, having enough votes, they're just like spreading it out so that there's no bad stories that make Trump mad at him, which I love to hear. I love anytime the things that are like evidently not good about the president when it comes to like being a manager just are shown to be like toxic uh and bad for his ability to like win a campaign or run the country um it just makes me feel slightly more sane like yeah more sane i mean it's been a pretty it's been a pretty brutal stretch of bad pr but at this point it's i i kind of i mean it makes me curious of like (laughs) I don't know. I mean, God only knows who's really thinking about Endgame and like how to attain uh, an Endgame. But I'm just like, there clearly there's just no response to like, hey, people don't like what you're like. People don't like that. You're going to lose voters for doing that. That clearly doesn't matter. I'm like, is that because the plan is to just throw votes in the garbage or like what? What is right. the internal logic? Is there internal logic? It's all very unclear to me. Right. He's just, he's got the one speed. He's going that same speed and people don't like it. His polls are getting worse. He's just like doubling down. Is that because that's all he knows how to do? Or is it because he knows something we don't about like their strategy for rat fucking the election? It's doing so bad. He's managed to create enthusiasm for Joe Biden. Something I thought was impossible. Talk about teeth, baby. Oh, we're talking about veneers. (laughs) We're talking about three times the amount of human teeth (laughs) you're going to want in your mouth. (laughs) Oh, man. Ben Sass, who's like a very popular Republican, went on a tirade about Trump on a call that was being recorded that I think he should have like probably knew was being recorded, but he just did a thing where he like said all the things that people have been saying about the Trump. He's like, he viewed COVID-19 as a uh, publicity crisis instead of a public health crisis. Uh, Just like went down and like put it perfectly. Everything that Trump has done that was like very bad for the country. So it just like makes it clear that he like they they've known the whole time. They know what's happening. They're just lying and cynical um, when they don't like point these things out. It makes me feel better for a second, but then I'm just like, I just, I don't, I don't trust any of any of the like Trump is sunk. I'm like, I need, I need some results. I need like, I need some results. And then I need like his, him and his followers to say, they're not going to like take to the streets and start killing people. 
Uh, and then I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I need lunch. Oh, what a nap. Um, <laughs> what a nap we're all going to have on the 4th of November. Uh, either from wood. just like sheer depression or, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably that. Yeah, probably depression. One way or another. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, let's take another quick break and we'll come back and talk about Halloween costumes. And we're back. So Google has put out something they're calling Fright Geist. Uh, nice yeah. try, Google. Get, get off our block, assholes. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you're... <laughs> You'll hear from our lawyers soon, uh, but it's their, it's their list of the top 50 Halloween costumes based on, I guess, a survey and like search data. Um, but So some of them are like, I'm going to be Star Wars for Halloween, uh, which is funny to me that somebody like in addition to like having actual Star Wars characters as the answer. Uh, some of them are are uh, Star Wars, as like the the Halloween costume is Star Wars. Um, it's just Star Wars. Yeah, it's just all Star, the Star Wars. Wars. Any of them? <laughs> all of them. You can be all the all the Star Wars for Halloween. Yeah, number three, Harley Quinn, which I, okay. I was saying last week, like Birds of Prey came out this year. That is, I know it's one of my last theater movies. Yeah, that's wild that it came out this year. Um, and then our writer J.M. McNabb did sort of a deep dive of some of the, uh, topical Halloween costumes. One that I've seen, uh, I don't want to see a Carol Baskin. I don't want to see any Tiger King, anything ever again for the rest of my life. Is that on the list? Uh, it's not actually, uh, it's worse than that. The sexy hand sanitizer costume. Um, no, <laughs> which is just a, fl- a vinyl flared dress with Velcro straps that reads Yandy hand sanitizer kills 99.99% of germs. And then it comes with a bottle of hand sanitizer. The idea is like hand sanitizer bottles are, are clear. And so this is like an opportunity for a sexy uh, Halloween. Mm, Halloween just costume. Be totally, totally naked underneath the <laughs> underneath a hand sanitizer bottle. That's yeah. hot. Too yeah. bad you can't see anybody. Cleanliness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good to have this at your crowded Halloween party. Uh, you know, somebody <laughs> that you walking around. Be with, right. Exactly. <laughs> One guy made headlines for selling a $180 Karen mask on Etsy that has like the Karen hairdo and then a real angry white lady face. Of course, the Mike Pence fly wig, which is literally just a shitty white hair wig with a fly glued on it onto it. Can you imagine you can like order that and by the time it arrives, it's already a very dated, exhausting reference to make and everyone will just sigh looking at you. (laughs) like okay (laughs) funny the picture of it is uh a guy wearing it with a real serious pence face and he's pointing to the the fly so uh fyi oh i got i got a navi costume i'm gonna yeah that's right avatar you're gonna be avatar oh cute i'm gonna be avatar it's a cute costume and they don't cost a lot of money right now because i don't think anybody wants them it's not on the list. <laughs> it's not on the list. Not on the top 50. 
Um, <laughs> Give it two years, 2022. I'm gonna be laughing all the way to the bank that I thought to get a Navi costume early. Yeah. <laughs> Joker is at number 30, which I I I suspect that Joker is like the Trump voter of the poll and that Jokers are approximately 40% of the costumes I see every year, but they're apparently not the type to like answer polls because they believe in yeah. nothing and just want to see the whole world burn. Um, oh, I hate joker culture there are really funny joker meme pages that are so nonsensical that i i'll send you subject they're fun they're they're all just so deeply misogynist but like so misogynist that you're like i don't even know what this is trying to say where it's like why do you need a girl when you could be a joker (laughs) i don't need a wife i have chaos like it's (laughs) I'm married to chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Madness. Sapphire. So one of my sons wants to be a ghost and he wants to just wear the the white sheet over top of his head is Mm -hmm. his version of ghost. What would be a more accurate or better depiction of a ghost for Halloween purposes? Ooh, I guess it depends on what vibe of ghost. Does he want to be like genuinely scary? Probably not. He's too. So. <laughs> He's too. <laughs> Don't scare himself. <laughs> oh, man. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Just slap on a bunch of. I like how earlier I was like, oh, ghosts aren't like white figures you see. And I'm like, oh, just slap on a bunch of like oh, white paint. Like, like, <laughs> white clothes. Yeah. Or know. just trying to communicate with people that he's a ghost. I, yeah. so. I think the sheet, the sheet costume after all this time, it still hits. Yeah. I love a good, I love a, a good ghost. It's a classic. Yeah. Flowy, white, classic. Uh, <laughs> like a bride. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like classic bride's bride's dress, bride, bridal gown. Ooh, by the way, this is the spooky music that you will Ooh. hear if you go to the Halloween uh, Google Frightgeist page. Mm. Um, so just reading through the list, number one, witch, number two, dinosaur, three, Harley okay. Quinn, four, <laughs> rabbit, five, clown. I'm wondering if we've crossed the Rubicon where... Like will I didn't know we were still doing clown. Yeah. It, so is clown. I mean, it's got to be scary clown. All the clowns I see are always scary clowns. Like, do kids even realize that clowns were ever something that wasn't just like a thing that serial killers dressed up in? Well, I hated clowns when I was a child. Right. And I didn't Naturally. know anything about Ed Gein or anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> There, I I feel like maybe Ronald McDonald is the last bastion of like clown that you're supposed to like. That you're like, oh, this clown is. I th- I think this clown is likes me. That doesn't sound good, but like, the, <laughs> I think this clown wants to be my friend and give me a French fry or two. Yeah. Okay. Friendly. Yeah. Vibes, not mm. like, hey, come here, kid. Vibes. Um, Literally drinking from my clown glass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wait, look at do you have a clown glass? Yeah, friend, friend. Yeah, I got my little my little clown glass. Oh, it's a yeah. It's, wow, 
and he's, he's doing a weird thing with his hands. He's one of the hands. fry guys. Oh he, yeah, he's like fro- frog hopping over one of the fry guys, but it looks effect. like he's. It, it he's does look like he could out. be like holding his balls after getting like, hit <laughs> in the balls. Um, yeah, out of context, the class is pornographic very strange. and disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> 1980s is one of the top costumes. Just the entire decade. The de- um, okay. Yeah. Ghost 34, Hocus Pocus 37. Um, it's very vague. Isn't Hocus Pocus just a witch? Yeah. That's a well, movie. I think Hocus yeah. Pocus is, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the DVD? The, right. But they have like specific <laughs> looks. I think, I think they're, you can get like children's Hocus Pocus costumes, probably not like at Rite Aid or something, but. Um, yeah. I, my mom used to like make our, costumes more often than not and so it would be like what is slightly in fashion already that you can wear long sleeves in because we lived in massachusetts and so anything with short sleeves wasn't allowed for halloween (laughs) somebody uh retweeted a picture of robert pattinson in his batman costume with like a he was like wearing a coat because they were not shooting at that moment and they were like that reminds me of halloween when Right. You would like put put on a dope costume, but then like you had to put a coat on because <laughs> the um, funniest. My my little brother uh, dressed up as Tarzan for one. I do, this is I think maybe the worst trend in children's Halloween costumes. It's like when the costume has abs. I don't like when the oh, costume it's so has uncomfortable. Abs. <laughs> You're like this kid is four, but it's like my brother. He's like three maybe two and he's wearing this tarzan suit and he has he's like fucking shredded yeah yeah <laughs> but he's two it's gr- it looks really fucked up it's gross uh i've got a shredded batman costume that uh <laughs> is weird um what number 40 is descendants which i thought was the george clooney movie i was very confused for a second uh, or like his wife's in a coma uh like i thought it was like kids wearing uh i think there's a scene where he like runs around and flip-flops or something uh but it's oh, it's, it's a actually, kenny ortega movie what's that it's like a, a Disney, Disney Channel original yeah. movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. It's like the <laughs> children version of Malef- Maleficent. Um, anyways, that's a little look at the uh, Daily Fright Geist. Um, hope you got some ideas for uh, things to dress up as and stay home. Sadly. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys, so you're Navi, Sapphire, do you uh, dress up for Halloween? You got anything? I do. Um, So my cousins are actually doing like a dog Halloween contest. So we have to do coordinating outfits with our dogs. So I'm going to be Snow White. And then one of my dogs is, has only three legs. And so I'm going to make him an apple with a bite out of it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so cute. (laughs) That's super cute. Sonny's um, gonna be Joe Biden. I'm gonna what? get him dentures. I know it's really embarrassing. <laughs> He's Sonny he, keep dentures. He in. loves the center. He loves the center so much. Are you just are you doing that just to torture him because he's such a Trump head or or no, is he, Sonny he's, Sonny's Biden now? 
he he pivoted to Biden a while wow. ago. Yeah, he used to be trolling Bernie supporters, and he would like Photoshop Bernie out of his own advertisements. Photoshop <laughs> Biden in. It would say not not me Biden. <laughs> it was fucked up, but turns out he was right. Um. Yeah, he nailed it. Sonny's always been good at. He's always no uh had an eye for political talent like that. Yeah. Sapphire, it has been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Awkward Sapphire, spelled just like those words are spelled. Okay. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes. Um, hang on, I wrote it somewhere. <laughs> um, so this was a tweet I saw that was very wholesome um, from Simone Geertz. She just makes uh, really cool videos on YouTube of her building really random inventions. Uh, and so she tweeted, I built my dog a selfie booth so she can take photos of herself by pushing a pedal with her paw. And then there's like a couple photos of wow. the dog taking a selfie. And it's just, I love it because you know, it doesn't really contribute anything to society, but it brings us so much joy. <laughs> it's really sweet. <laughs> That's so sweet. Uh, Jamie, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on twitter.com at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar, Forking Mummy at CVS. Uh, let me find. Uh, oh, this is a fun one from uh, Brody Gupta. Can't totally explain how this happened, but I accidentally just called her Reese Movie Spoon. (laughs) 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 Made me laugh. That's at Brody Gupta. You can find me at Jack underscore O'Brien. Grace Spellman tweeted, all celebrities go to Comic-Con so they can get their picture taken for their Wikipedia page. That is very true. Every time I go on a celebrity's Wikipedia page, there is a Comic-Con picture there used to be a really brutal don cheetle one but they eventually changed it oh really his people Mm -hmm. you can find me on twitter jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on and today Without Miles here, uh, super producer Anna Hosnier was going to recommend DHL by Frank Ocean, except she already did that. Uh, so I'm going to recommend a different song that heavily features Frank Ocean. It's off of, I think, ASAP Rocky's last album or one of his more recent albums. Uh, and it's called Purity, and it just makes you remember what a great rapper Frank Ocean is. Um, and also, just it feels like a Frank Ocean song, even though it's on an ASAP Rocky album. So we are going to ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 Spending time, spending out tour. A desire that wasn't pure. Born before the virus was cured. Pitch perfect, violence on the floor. Fast forward, honors on my score. That's what that voice in your head says when you try Fast to get forward, peace and flowers. Got the hands out like they acknowledging the fjord. Rewind, nice track six. 
rewind, dance crazes. Read my mind, free my mind, feed my mind, make sense. Just like mirrors on the wall. Just like sitting on the beach.